Hey, Kelcats, welcome back to another episode of Intoxicated. I'm your host, Kelsey Davies, and I am here with a very special guest. <laughs> I'm scared. We have here. I usually like, sing. I usually sing it, but I wanted to change it up for Halloween season. <laughs> I'm here with Samuel Porras. Hola. Hola. ¿Cómo están? ¿Qué dicen? I don't know any more Spanish. Aplauso para las chicas solteras. Ooh, say something hot. Me gusta cuando te quites la ropa. <gasps> Ooh, gasp. What, what does that mean? Um, I like when you take your clothes off. You learned it here first on Intoxicated. So Sam has been on the on Intoxicated, but not on. Um, Sam was in yes. one episode where he the sat. <laughs> you can see it on YouTube um, where Sam sat on Kent's lap the entire time, and he ate M and M's. Like the because- M and M's were hitting. <laughs> It was all I could think about, so no, I apologize so high. for that. But... You were so high. Like... <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I was beyond. I was in my wildest fantasy. I was like, I'm sitting on my boyfriend's lap and I get to eat M&M's. There's nothing better. No, in my head, I thought Sam was a guest on this podcast, so I never invited... You know, I was like, oh, I've already had Sam, you know, on the podcast. I didn't realize he sat there and didn't say a word. Maybe you said one word, but you didn't say, like... It was like more than three words. It was just more. I mean, I was like, <laughs> it was all cotton mouth, and you know, you know how it goes. Like that was back in the back in the day when we just hit very differently when you first start out. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sam, tell us what your intoxicated choice for the for tonight is. My intoxicated choice um, is this little queen right here. Marijuana. Marijuana. This is life cannabis. Life so, cannabis. Thank yes, you so life much. Life cannabis. And it is a hybrid. It is very nice. Sam was sitting up here while I was setting up and he was like, wow, that weed hit. <laughs> it just hit. <laughs> I needed it. It, yeah. it was that time of night. I was like, anything, anything good enough? Yeah. Anything. Away. Um, and then also. We have this truly. So Okay, truly. A little bit of everything tonight. So yes, we get excited. We love that. We love truly's. We love being true. Um, I do have a truly as well. I have the strawberry lemonade. These are the hard seltzer truly's and they are so yummy. They taste like not even like alcohol. No, it's like a nice refreshing juice. Yeah, it tastes That's like carbonated. Yep, literally juice. Some Minus people watermelon lemonade. Yeah, I guess if you don't like this kind of like sweet drink, maybe it's not for you. But I'm a big fan of sweet drinks. I don't like hard alcohol. I'm I'm allergic to alcohol, so it's really hard for me to consume anything. <laughs> Sam knows. Oh Sam has witnessed many, many, many a party where you give Kelsey <laughs> one drink. And she's holding that all day, but she is feeling like she's had five of those all day. Oh, I'm on the floor dancing (laughs) on the floor. Like I'm always on the floor. I swear people have videos of me rolling. Like I'm not even doing anything like weird, but I'm just. No, you're performing. I'm performing. You are like, it's like you rehearsed (laughs) this tour for months and months and months. And it's now your time to shine. Yeah, (laughs) I've been holding it all Kelsey sings, she dances, she acts, (laughs) she does tricks she's a gymnast she does it all all my all my emotions come out <laughs> in dance goes. form when i drink so that's i'm a fun drunk though you know i'm a good time absolutely yes. until i fall asleep but then I, i'm a nappy little drunk but it's okay but it's okay because you make it through the night and that's all that all matters. that matters my intoxicated choice of the night is wait i already said what mine was <laughs> as you can tell It's hitting, hitting. but I wanted to talk about Sam a little bit because Sam is not like like other guests I've had on this podcast. I'm not like other, not like other no, people. No, you're not like the other. I'm not ones. like most girls. No, you're not like most girls. But um, Sam is an awesome, awesome friend of mine. I absolutely adore Sam and his energy. He is just such a light. I predicted him too mm-hmm. with Kent. Kent is sitting on the beanbag over here, cuddled up in his little blankies, Kent. I want to have Kent back on the podcast for the third time. Round three, baby. Let's do it. I'm also trying to get Molly Gray on here, Jack and Jane, Pride House LA. 
Let's go, you Shout guys. them out, shout them out, say their yeah. names. Yes, we're saying their names. But um, Sam is amazing. So tell us a little bit about you, Sam. What do you do? What do I Who say? Who are you? Who am I? Um, I moved to Los Angeles about a year ago. I was living in Utah. I was going to school there at an amazing school named BYU, Brigham Young University. Ooh. Um, and yeah, I was able to come here so I could finish my degree online. Um, but I've just grown up in Utah my whole life and I'm ready for a new experience in LA. Yes, so it's been so are. much fun. It's been amazing. Sam's really found himself. You yes. tell us a little bit about you, like growing up, how how things are because you are in lgbtq plus mm -hmm. i am as well mm -hmm. so we love mm -hmm. that here if you are in lgbtq plus just know that you are not alone you're loved and you're loved and you're accepted and you are amazing um but tell us a little bit about your journey yeah absolutely um so i grew up like in a christian environment i was mormon um my whole life and like my parents were very, very strict with like the Mormon rules, right. that lifestyle, and also just that sometimes Latin strict parenting as well. Yeah. Um, it's all about love, right? Yeah. They, yeah. they thought they were being very loving, but. Right. Twisted um, a little bit. But yeah, so I grew up with like a very strong set of family values. Uh, marriage was between a man and a woman, like no questions asked, no other options. And so. Like for me, it was kind of, I was in a weird spot because I didn't really ever get that chance to explore my sexuality when I was younger. And then just because it was so closed off. Right. Um, but I just started to pay attention to those feelings more. Yeah. And more as I went through school because I went to a Mormon private school. That's what BYU is. And so you're also required to follow like a very strict set of standards. They call it the honor code. And honor code's like, you can't have your hair past a certain length. You can't um, have a beard. One time I had got turned away from taking a test at the testing center because I had too much scrub. What? And it was literally like just from the morning. But, but it had like been like 12 natural. hours, so it already started to come out. It's like And I had natural. to go home and shave and come back. Really? Yeah, so just like super, super strict. And so wow. they kind of like scare you into this um, process of like obedience just because like... Yeah. You don't want to have to feel bad and feel like you have to like repent for all your wrongdoings. Right. So it's like you just try to be as good as you can. That's um, so hard growing up like that because in your mind you're like, am I sinning? Is this something I'm not supposed to feel? Is this right. something? You know, it's so confusing, especially when you grow up. Like, I haven't personally grown up in like a super religious household, but I've heard a lot of stories of people who have in their journeys and how hard it is like to fit into those values. But then it's like you're not fulfilling your own values yeah, you know but exactly. you're fulfilling someone else's so like with BYU too I know that they're very like you're not allowed to go to school there if you are gay right yeah like there was some kind of controversy with that but um basically it's like you are allowed to be gay they say because like right. they teach about loving everyone um and so they're like yeah like you are allowed to be who you are. Like if you're homosexual, you're homosexual, but like you are not allowed to act on anything of that. Like if I'm a gay man, like I can't have a boyfriend. I can't be married to a man. I can't really like date a man. That's like, and, like saying I'm so, like you can't get married. You can't. Yeah. And they tell you that that's like, unfortunately that like, your trial that you have to deal with your whole life. Um, and like, you just have to like basically learn to live a life of solitude or try being with a woman. So. Wow, I've been watching um, The Handmaid's Tale. Uh -huh. And this, like, if you haven't watched that, it's about basically America is overtaken by um, people because the population is down. Mm -hmm. And they think it's, you know, it has to do with the people not following this religion. I don't know what religion they are. And that's, I never figured out what religion they were, but um, they were super religious, would force people into obedience. Yeah. If you were gay, like, or anything like that, they absolutely did not accept that. You could be hung, you could be killed. It was just, and they were forced to, you know, have intercourse with these men. And like, it's, it's a really, really powerful, really scary, just it, it could happen it's something that does happen yeah, too it's like yeah. you watch that show and you're like oh my god that would be awful but it's like you don't realize this actually oh. is something that happens oh just luna just bite luna you luna did not like that last touch <laughs> oh, i'm no. so sorry for scratching oh, her no. head. <laughs> 
it's the cats. No, cats, they literally will love you. They're also angry at that. They'll love you, and then they'll, yeah. Out of nowhere, I'm like, I thought we were friends. She was feeling that anger towards people like that. Exactly. She was like, fuck those She said, I've also had enough. Yeah, she's a cat, and she had enough. She's a strong, independent, feminist cat. I can't believe, did she bite you? No, she, like, tried, but it. Oh, she didn't. I just felt like the nick of a tooth. I was like, no. I'm like, okay, also bad aim. Also, though. like, like come on. nah, let's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but your journey led to you to where you are now, and how how are you? Well, that is a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, I'm good. I'm a lot better. You know, it was it was hard being in that environment where, like, not only is it not allowed, but where I was in Utah, it's like that's also just what you saw. So you, there wasn't a lot of like other representation or if there was, it was just like judged a lot. Right. And right. so you just heard it everywhere. Um, but I just got to a point where I was like, I'm so unhappy with myself. Yeah. And I know that it's because I'm just not being myself. Right. And I had to just push beyond that thought of like, I'm going to get in trouble by like my church leaders. And, but I was like, I just can't take it anymore. Like I'm so depressed. Yeah. Um, I have like, I just feel no hope. Um, and it was crushing me, you know, I was doing bad in school and, um, so yeah, I decided like I wasn't gonna do that anymore and fast forward to, you know, six months later and I meet this incredible man who I'm with right now. And so it's just soulmates. They're soulmates. I know it. (laughs) Better be. Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, but yeah, it's just cool being in a spot where I get to tell myself what I decide to live by, you know, like I'm gonna be a good person and I'm going to help others and have a good heart and the rest is up to me yeah and it's all in your energy it's Mm -hmm. all in your aura Sam has a super healing energy about him a super healing aura just genuine feelings of like helping people you know like he genuinely loves to help others and it it's literally like I told Sam the other day we were facetiming and I was like you are a healer you are here to help you are heal you are heal (laughs) To help to people. Heal, heal, heal. How many help heals it take to heal help? Yeah. How many helps is it to heal a kelp? <laughs> so just being in that process has led me to also where the job I'm at. I work at the LGBT center in Hollywood um, at the mental health clinic. Yeah. And it's it's been awesome. You know, I, not only am I surrounded with an environment that I love to be in, you know, in a space where queerness is basically everywhere. Yeah. Um, and you're allowed to express yourself how you want. Like, I love dyeing my hair different colors. I love having my piercings. And that's that. not allowed everywhere. And so... You get to express yourself and be yourself. Yeah. And this man, guys, Sam, literally went to a school that did not accept him. And now he is helping others with his degree he got from this school at an LGBTQ plus center. Like, that's such a flex. Uh, that's so cool. I would like to say so. That's amazing. And I'm also like, well, thank you, you know, and shout out to BYU for, you know, pushing me to go exactly where they didn't want to, but where I knew I needed to be. Um, yeah. BYU. So, suck my penis. <laughs> grateful, <laughs> grateful for the diploma and education, but, you know, there's just a lot of change that still needs to happen. Yes, um, right. But it's been so cool to just to see people on social media, you know? Yeah. Like, taking action and, you know, like, um, just asking those harder questions yeah. and asking for answers because a lot of times they'll tell you, like, we just don't know. Right, like, right. We just don't know. It's, it's not up to us. It's up yeah. to, you know, other people. And so... It's just great There's to be in a, a spot where I can happening. help others. Yeah, yeah, you're helping with the change, and it's amazing. And if you have any advice to any young people out there who are in the closet or they're not sure with themselves or they feel like they're in a situation like you were in, what advice do you have for them? Um, the big thing is always, like, listen to yourself. You know, like, I knew that I needed to accept the feelings that I had, and those feelings were okay. And so, like, just know that you are allowed to feel the way that you feel um, and definitely make an effort for you to feel fully comfortable, even if it takes time. If you're not allowed to fully be yourself right now, you know, that's okay. Find what works for you. Um, But also just, like, make that push to slowly get to a space where you feel more and more open because, you know, I finally got to that spot where I was like, I don't want to hold back anymore. I know I'm free to do it here. And so I'm going to go for it. And I have never felt better. So it's like... You do feel that happiness at the end. Um, like those feelings do go away if you do. 
allow yourself that opportunity. And yes, give yourself the opportunity. Stay yeah. strong. Know you're not alone, and just. You got this. You can do this. You do. You got this. Yes. And you have well, an amazing person to watch on social media, Kelsey Davies. Aw, I like, love Like, special you. shout out to her. Aww. She's incredible. <laughs> you guys are so lucky to have her. I'm so lucky to have her as a friend. <gasps> I'm lucky um, to have you. So, yeah, definitely someone to keep Aww. in your life. Aww. Stay subscribed, everyone. <laughs> they unsubscribe. <For> <laughs> They're like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. But anyways, last week on Intoxicated, thank you for sharing that, Sam. Oh, I really absolutely. appreciate that. And I think I know that a lot of people out there appreciate that. That's a hard thing to go through and a hard thing to share and very personal. So big shout out to you being strong and able to share your freaking story. Thank you. Yes, Thank you. that's how you freaking do it. Anyways, last week on Intoxicated, we ended talking about Michael Taylor. So have you heard of Michael Taylor? Yeah, briefly, just a person who killed a lot of people so michael taylor was you're thinking of john wayne gacy oh my gosh you guys okay i mean, sam, i tried i tried sam, i tried to practice with this with the names but i kept a, switching it up i gave sam a brief that's why i was like eh, you're I high it's okay i don't know the answers <laughs> i gave sam a little brief before i was just like okay we're talking about this 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 and this i gave him a bunch of names and he was like Okay, like, well, let's go. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so ready. I can pretend to know every single person. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Michael Taylor was um, a British killer. He was born September 21st, 1944, and wow. he became notable in England as a result of the Osset murder case and his alleged demonic possession. So this oh, man this murdered people and said that it was because a demon made him do it and that he was demonically possessed. And he also killed his wife. Yes. So he killed his occupation. He was a butcher. That was his occupation. Okay, so this is <laughs> that's a red like... flag right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was known for murdering his wife, acquitted due to insanity. So people thought he was insane, but I'm like, what if he was actually possessed by something demonic? Yeah, what if? And something made him do it. So I'm going to uh, go into it. I think he actually had an exorcism, too. What? I'm on Wikipedia, guys. So if any of this is inaccurate, just, like, let me know, okay? Because, <laughs> um, you know, it's like with The Butcher, it's giving very, like... Sweeney Todd vibes with yeah. like the factory that they had. Yeah, let's like, I don't know if it has anything to do with that, but it does sound super similar. So Michael Taylor lived in Osset, West Yorkshire, working as a butcher. In 1974, Taylor's wife, uh, Michael Taylor, they're like calling him his last name. Taylor's wife, Chris Christine, stated to a Christian fellowship group to which Taylor belonged that his relationship with the lay the lay leader of the group, Marie Robinson, was carnal to, in nature. What does carnal mean? Carnal in nature? I feel like that's very, like, gruesome. Okay. Like, like brutal? Yeah. Okay. Car carnal. I'm thinking of, like, corn for some reason. A kernel! That's what I'm thinking of. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, like, really different. Like, <laughs> we're not talking about a kernel. We're talking about carnal in nature. <laughs> and also, like, the word carnal has, like, the Spanish word carne inside, which is meat. So it's, like, flesh. <gasps> oh. So that's why I get also that, like... That, like... Um, energy. Cannibalism, like, vibe situation. It's just, like, very... Dark. Dark, some, yeah. Got you. Okay. Fleshy. Michael Taylor Dude, that admitted intense. that he felt evil within him and eventually attacked Robinson verbally, who screamed back at him. During the next meeting, Michael Taylor received an absolution? What is an absolution? But nevertheless, his behavior continued to become more erratic. As a result, the local vicar... There's so many words in here, and I don't know what they mean. But I'm yeah, just, I'm like, what English is this? I don't I'm, know. I'm not smart enough for this. I know, I'm like Vicar. I don't know what. I don't <laughs> know what the fuck that Wikipedia, is. Wikipedia, why? Yeah, like there's like all these definitions for it, but I don't want to like go into what a Vicar is. Called in other ministers, <laughs> experienced in deliverance in preparation to cast out the demons residing within the man. Ooh, the exorcism which occurred on October. Wait. October 5th through 6th. So did it take him a whole day to, 
do that or did they just do it at night maybe yeah what the fifth to the sixth geez at saint thomas church in gobber um was headed by father peter vincent the angelican i hope i said that right priest of saint thomas's and was aided by a methodist clergyman the rev raymond smith according to bill Ellis, in authority on folklore in the occult and contemporary culture, the exorcists believed that they had in in an all-night ceremony. Okay, that makes sense. So they did it overnight in an all-night ceremony, invoked and cast out at least 40 demons. What? 40 packed into this man, like a man with 40 demons. I didn't even know that was possible. 40 demons, including those of incest bestiality blasphemy and lewdness i don't know what that is at the end exhausted it sounds dark like some dark shit was happening um at the end they were exhausted they allowed taylor to go home although they felt at least three demons insanity murder and violence were still left in him so then he went home and brutally murdered his wife. He attacked her with his bare hands, tearing her eyes and tongue out and almost tearing her face off. What? This is like insane. So he attacked her with his bare hands, tearing her face and tongue out and almost tearing her face off. Then strangling their poodle. He then strangled their fucking poodle. Not the poodle. Like, it's like sitting there with this little fluffy tail with like, you know, like Ugh. a little poodle. Just imagine like those really cute, like manicured like, Imagine someone strangling a fucking poodle. Like, there has to be something wrong with you. No, their heart is... Oh my... They don't have a heart. No, there's no heart in there. He was found by a policeman naked in the street, covered in blood. Oh, shoot. Imagine that for the policeman. Okay. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. They're like, oh, another day in Ouston, whatever city. Yeah, I don't know where. I can't remember. Odin? Odin? I probably said it wrong. (laughs) Um, Then at his trial in March, he was acquitted on the grounds of insanity. He was sent to Broadmoor Hospital for two years and then spent another two years in a secure ward in Bradford before being released. Why did he get released? The bizarre nature of the case attracted significant publicity. I think he got released because he was insane. Right, and they it's like a, a different... Yeah, there's like, like a different treatment or plan. I don't know. For those, it's when it's like psychiatric. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. So do you think he was possessed? Like, I don't... I think there's something wrong with I you mean, if you tear someone's is, eye like, out. You, they could have been. Like, how, but how do you prove that? Right. I want to know if he was on like drugs or something. Or... Yeah. If, if yeah, what's that was, medical history Wikipedia? Come on. Right? If he was on drugs, though, I don't think they would have told, like, said he was insane. That's true. Because they would have been like, he was on drugs. You know what I mean? But I also feel like you do just have to be crazy to yeah. do something like that. Like, the, I just feel like that isn't the definition of insanity. How do you even do that? How do you sit there while someone's screaming and do that? Yeah. Like, what? I think there had to be some sort of negative energy, maybe maybe demonic i don't know but i don't know about 40 demons that's just that's a lot but and how did they know that there were three more in there and if they knew there were three more in there why did they let him go home (laughs) that's what i'm like why didn't you just say just sit back down you're probably dead tired anyways yeah i think they were exhausted so they just like were like okay we can't do more that's all we can do so like goodbye and then he went and did that clearly it didn't work it's like a store giving you like store credit instead of like (laughs) your actual money back literally it's not the real thing it's just not it that's not the way (laughs) rude yeah that's crazy Um, yeah there's a lot of crazy stories like that and i want to get into another one which is john wayne gacy okay scary this is the clown killer he is the clown killer he was crazy yeah he did a lot of messed up things um yeah we're just gonna get into it last week i was talking about jeffrey dahmer and went into that so if you guys want to see that um it's from last week's episode also if you guys are watching this and you want to watch it live on youtube you can youtube is k-e-l-s-i-d-a-v-i-e-s kelsey davies where you can watch us and see our faces in it (laughs) 
<laughs> and everything. You're welcome. We're pretty. We're pretty fun. You know, pretty we're high, chill. but like pretty fun at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we're high, but we're fun. We're fun high. Um, all right, we're going into John Wayne Gacy. So put these three words together: killer, killer, fucking, fucking clown. clown, yeah, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> what? Is this a new discovery? Conspiracy. Is this a new discovery? John Wayne Gacy founded KFC. You heard it here first. Guys. Oh my gosh. No. No. Okay. Anyways. Open the Discord chat, everyone. (laughs) Pouring your feelings. Yeah. Reddit. Come on. (laughs) Let's go in. Let's dig. Um, All right. We're going to read about John Wayne Gacy. So, on the surface, John Wayne Gacy seemed a cornerstone of his suburban Chicago community in the 1970s. So this is kind of around the time that Jeffrey Dahmer was doing his stuff, you know, killing. Um, Some people think that maybe uh, John Wayne Gacy was influenced by Jeffrey Dahmer. Some people Mm. think that. I don't know how the timelines add up or anything, so that's just what I've heard. But it would be interesting if he was influenced. And somewhat related to it. Yeah, 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 in some way. So... Um, he was known for running a successful construction business, his involvement in local politics, and especially for entertaining young children at parades in hospitals as the Jolly Clown Pogo. So he would dress up as Pogo the Clown, uh, go to kids' birthday parties, you know. Um, yeah, okay. So, however, there were troubling signs behind the makeup for those who bothered to look from the coming and going of young men from his home at all hours of the night to the unusual odor that emanated from the bowels of that house. How? Why did they have to use that word? Emanated like emanated from, from the, the bowels? bowels. <laughs> like, They're like, what's the most work-appropriate term <laughs> to use here? And it's bowels. Why it's did they this, have to write it are like we in that? Mass? <laughs> like, I'm reading this on biography.com. I don't fucking know <laughs> whoever wrote that sentence. <laughs> okay. I hope you had a good day after that sentence. Yeah. Yeah, same. Um, that emanated from the bowels of that house to his conviction for a sexual offense with a minor that nobody seemed to know about. So he would do bad things to minors. Horrible. Um, When the horrific truth finally came out, neighbors were shocked to learn that their once friendly neighbor was masking the impulses that made him one of the most prolific serial killers in history. In the image of the clown as happy, beloved entertainer would never be the same. So this kind of erupted the whole clown, like, being scary movement, I guess. I guess some people maybe already thought clowns were kind of creepy, but after this happened, there were killer clown movies. stamp, yeah. Yeah, killer clown costumes. Like, clowns just became a scary thing. So... No me gusta. Yeah. So I want to go into a little bit of the timeline of John Wayne Gacy. Okay. Um, so have you heard, like, you've heard of him, you know who he is, but mm-hmm. do you know exactly what his crimes or what he did? Like, do you know the depths of, like, what happened with him? Um, no, I don't. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to learn it here first. <gasps> okay. Everyone open your ears and your minds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so from 1967 to 1968, Gacy was accused of sexual assault. So Gacy was a restaurant manager and a father of two in Waterloo, Iowa. And, uh, wait, okay, he, I'm like trying to read it. (laughs) I'm trying not to think about it too much. I know, Tito's like climbing on me. My cat is just climbing on me. The wall. Okay. Kelsey. <laughs> He's just sitting on me now. That's okay. All right. Anyways. Um, so I'm just going to redo that. Gacy, a restaurant manager and a father of two in Waterloo, Iowa, sees his family man image shattered when two high school boys described to authorities how he served them alcohol. He then forced them to watch adult films and initiated um, sexual contact. 
One also claims that Gacy attempted to strangle him. Gacy subsequently hires a high school senior to intimidate one of the boys into remaining silent, a move that backfires. December 3rd, 1968, Gacy is sentenced to 10 years behind bars. One month after pleading guilty to sodomy. What is sodomy? Is that like child bad stuff? I I don't remember. I can look it up. Sodomy? Yeah. Gacy earns a 10-year prison sentence. The strict punishment meant to serve as a further... My cat just bit my necklace. You probably heard it on the microphone. It was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) No, Tito, leave me alone. Oh, sodomy's like anal or oral sex. (gasps) Oh, okay, okay. Got you. Um, Like I think forced. Really messed up stuff. Yeah. Yeah. so he earned a 10-year prison sentence, the strict punishment meant to serve as a further deterrent to his preying on teenage boys. Then he's granted in parole June 18th, 1970. So he's let out, which is what happened with Jeffrey Dahmer. He got arrested for similar, you know, weird things, and then they just let him go, which I think is very weird. Um, and they're, yeah, it's just weird. So They were white men. Yes, both. I think, yeah, they're both white. Yep, both white men. So that makes sense, especially in 1970. They think, oh, like they're fine to go, but they're the cra- they were so crazy. Uh, oh, that pisses me off. Okay, anyways. What else did it say? <sighs> Reportedly, a well-behaved prisoner, Gacy is allowed to leave the Iowa State Reformatory for men in Anamosa after just 18 months. Divorced from his wife and his abusive father, who is now deceased, he moves to his hometown of Chicago to live with his mother. February 12, 1971, Gacy again draws the attention of authorities. A teenage boy tells Chicago police that Gacy picked him up from a bus station and tried to force him into having intercourse. The charges are dropped when the boy fails to show up to testify in court and the incident seemingly escapes notice from the Iowa Parole Board. Come on. Like, they had, oh, they had so many chances to catch these people and they're just like, no, it's okay. And especially with like the history of the other stuff. Yeah. And like still again it's like just overlooked it's so overlooked and it's white privilege Uh, it's fucked up really fucked up and that's been happening for years literally it still happens but then these people were the most notorious serial killers of all fucking time because they let them go and they kept letting them go it just kept happening and happening yeah over and over and over and over August 1971, the businessman settles in a new home, needing a larger space to operate his new construction business. So he has his business, um, PDM Contractors. Gacy and his mother move into a house at, it literally has the address, 8213 West Summerdale Avenue, I guess. There you go. Don't want to go there. Yeah. Yeah, there's information. Like marks the spot. Yeah, like, don't go there and like I don't know if people live there. Why but... would they put? Yeah, that's like... so random. <laughs> they put of the all entire... the details to include, they were like, we have to have the exact house <laughs> like, location. I know they could have just wrote like moved into a house. <laughs> somebody was like, I need to share this one piece of knowledge. Yeah, in the bowel. Because I know everyone has to know. <laughs> the house smelling the bowel or no, whatever it was. Yeah, not the emulation of the bowel. <laughs> the emulation. <laughs> The emulation. That sounds even worse now. <laughs> okay. January 3rd. <laughs> I'm like, hello, Kelsey Davies. Why is this? Is anyone home? Stupid. Okay. January 3rd, 1972. Gacy kills his first victim. So finally, he has stepped up and has killed someone. Um, later, well, first I said. Can- they know. Yeah, first that they know of, I guess. Because I don't think he was super forthcoming with, like, what he did. I think that Jeffrey Dahmer was, but I don't think John Wayne Gacy was. I mean, his last words were, kiss my ass. Literally, those were his last words. So clearly he just didn't really care. He was nuts. He was nuts. Yeah, like Like sociopath. Something was up there. Um, 
So this victim was later identified as Timothy McCoy after bringing the teenager home where they drank and engaged in intercourse. Gazy stabs him to death and buries him in a crawl space. Then January or July 1st, 1972, Gacy gets hitched again. Gacy marries Carol Hoff, a childhood friend. She notices a strange smell. Oh my gosh, again with the smells with jo- uh with Jeffrey Dahmer, they would smell have these strange smells and no one would say anything. Ugh. She notices a strange smell coming from the crawl space, but her husband blames it on the runoff of a sewer pipe. They're excuses. It's a sewer pipe. It's bad food. It's uh I would I would go investigate because I I need to know what the fuck is happening. This yeah. is creepy. Well, and I feel like it's also that where it's like they hope for the best. They're yeah. like, I really hope it's nothing worse. So they like want to believe the best option. Right. But it's like, would they expect it to be a fucking right. dead body? Exactly. Yeah. You know, they, they wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's just crazy. Um, OK, then he attempts to stifle the smell by spreading concrete and lime in the area. July 31st, 1975, a young associate of Gacy's goes missing. John Buda... But... <laughs> Buda but... John Buda but... John Butkovich? Wait, can you please... How do you say that? John Butkovich. Yeah, John Butkovich. <laughs> that's that's, that's, all, right? it, that's okay. all it says. John... I'm sorry, it looks like Ukrainian or Russian. I, yeah, okay, I'm not good at pronouncing things, guys. He, one of many young men and teenagers, hide. That's so weird. He would hire young men and teenagers for his contractor business after he had gotten arrested for what? Who let him do that? Disappears after a heated confrontation with Gacy over unpaid wages. His car is found near his parents' home in the following day, the following day with the key in the ignition. Uh, John was later identified as Gacy's third murder victim. (sighs) Then, January 1976, police stake out Gacy's home. The complaints began to pile up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Police then camp out at 8213 West Somerdale. (laughs) Once again, with the very necessary details. (laughs) Thank you. It's like literally the entire address. After a nine-year-old boy prostitute is reported missing. That's nine years old. Oh, poor thing. Oh, man. I can't imagine, like, nine years old? No, I can't. Holy crap. Attempts to question the young men coming and going from the house fail to uncover any relative as evidence. March 2nd, 1976, Gacy divorces his second wife. Already living alone, Gacy has his separation from Carol. During this time, he begins appearing more frequently around the town as his alter ego, which is Pogo the Clown. He also picks up the pace on his murderous spree, claiming another two dozen victims from April 1976 through the end of 1977. Oh my gosh. Over two dozen victims that's insane that i don't know how they don't catch these people holy shit how do you get away with that much that many people and these both of these men just didn't seem in the right mind they seem sloppy oh shoot luna's eating the sour cream luna no my cat's eating the freaking no (laughs) my cat was licking the sour cream. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> She's like really eating it. Like like munching on it. I haven't it. had a meal in years. <laughs> like she was like starving. My mother never feeds me. <laughs> I do. I feed her too much. She feeds me shit. I feed her a lot. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Every time. March. <laughs> Guess okay. the animal by Kelsey Davies. <laughs> We're going to have to play a game after I read this because, like, I'm getting hyper. March 21st, 1978, Gacy attacks a man in his car. So this has led up to um, this. Clearly, I don't know why I had to address that this all led up to this moment because it 
It's a timeline. It clearly fucking does. Like, I don't know why I felt like I needed to verbalize that. Do we need to take a five second deep breath? After luring... (laughs) Okay, I got this. After luring Jeff Rignall into his car with an offer to smoke marijuana... Gacy subdues. Shout out. <laughs> Gacy's. Not the intoxicated shout out there. Um, Gacy, that would be me though. Like if someone offered, like that would be how Kelsey's I would go. Like, I'm sorry, your name I'm was. I'm like, marijuana, <laughs> did you say that? I, I'm coming. You know, I'll meet you there. Gacy subdues the 26 year old with a chloroform soaked rag. That's so sad he was 26. All jokes aside, or I'm joking about the marijuana, not the, the yeah, man. That's, that's literally me this coming month. 26? Oh my gosh. He was only 26 years old. With a chloroform-soaked rag, he tortures and assaults him in, at his home and then dumps him out in a park. Rignall, who accepts $3,000 to settle the legal charges, goes on to recount the experience in his book, 29 Below. So he survived. This man survived. What? So he didn't die. Oh, he got away, but oh my gosh. That's crazy. Did so- I read that right? He survived. Yeah. That's insane. So then, like, did he go to police or like, how did that happen? So it says on December... It doesn't really say that maybe this is the next thing that happened. December 11th, 1978, Gacy's final murder victim puts police on his trail. When 15-year-old Robert uh, Piest, P-I-E-S-T. P-I-E-S-T. Piest? 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 Piest. Goes missing after telling his mom he intends to see someone about a high-paying job. Police follow the trail of witnesses to Gacy's home, unlike many of the other runaways and dropouts who would wound, who wound up in Gacy's clutches in the middle of the night. Uh, Robert is a popular high school student with a strong ties with strong ties in the community. Gacy's lawyer later theorizes that his client began getting more careless about his killings with the hope of getting caught. Hmm. December thirteenth. So we started getting sloppy. Yeah. 1978, Gacy's home is searched. After initially stalling, Gacy submits to questioning at the D. Plains police station and hands over the keys to his home. When investigators find a receipt linked to uh, Robert Pius, it keeps saying his last name. That's why I keep pausing. <laughs> and then I just change it to Robert because I don't want to just say his name wrong. Uh, Gacy is put on around-the-clock surveillance. Finally... Then, in December 20th, 1978, Gacy reveals his crimes to his lawyer. After a week of being followed and inebriated, Gacy, drunk, right? Uh Wow, him and Jeffrey Dahmer, they both, like, Jeffrey Dahmer would get super drunk and, like, forget that he killed people. It was super sloppy. I guess John Wayne Gacy, drunk. That's the weirdest thing about this is, like, None of this you read, and it's like, oh, they smoked marijuana before they killed people. These people got drunk before they killed people, but then, like, marijuana's looked, like, frowned upon, but then alcohol is, like... Like, okay in society. It's, it's yeah, like, it's socially acceptable. It doesn't matter. Like, look into the weed benefits and versus alcohol. Alcohol kills people. It's alcohol wild. brings out the worst in people. I've been traumatized by people who... You know, like with alcohol, it's just like something that's really, really aggressive. Yeah, DUIs, baby. It's not a cute look for anyone. It's crazy. It's just like crazy. Anyways, as we're drinking alcohol, we're like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm like talking shit on alcohol and I'm fucking drinking it. (laughs) Um, after, after a week, okay, so he admitted to his lawyer drunk, um, wait, yeah, (laughs) I just went on like a tangent, okay, 
Sam, Sam Amirante, that he had tortured, assaulted, and killed at least 30 young men. So he admitted to it. To his lawyer, I think he thought it would be confidential, maybe, because isn't that something that lawyers have to... Do they have to keep that quiet? Or are they allowed... If someone told you, like, yes, I killed all these people as a lawyer, would you have to be quiet about it? I'm sure there's, like, a rule about it. I don't know. Because that would suck. I mean, yeah, lawyers are sworn to, like, confidentiality with their clients. Right. So I don't know to what extent that goes to. Obviously... Not far enough. Yeah. An investigating officer later recalled the horrified lawyer's instructions to him. Don't let Gacy leave. And then Gacy is apprehended when seen handing a bag of marijuana to a gas station clerk, prompting another home search that reveals the first discovery of human remains. The following day, the suspect delivers a rambling statement to police in which he confesses to killing more than 30 young men and boys with most buried in his crawl space and the rest thrown into the uh, Day Plains River, though Gacy later attempts to retract his confession. So he confessed. Oh, my God. And then he says, no, never mind. I didn't say that. (laughs) Like, what? Then April 23rd, Gacy is indicted. Indicted? Wait. I-N-D-I-C-T-E-D? Yeah, indicted. <laughs> indicted uh-huh. for a total of 33 murders. Oh, my gosh. After being charged with seven murders in early January, Gacy is indicted for another 26 by a grand jury, the total representing the largest number charged to one person in American history. Wow. Damn, that's why. He then later got executed. His last words were, kiss my ass. He didn't give a shit. That's so many lives he took from these young men. Like, what the hell? It's just scary that people even think that way or think that that's okay. Yeah, like, what has to happen to you to get to that, like, mindset? Yeah, it's like... That's that's why you go to therapy, people. (laughs) See your therapist. I don't even know if a therapist could help that, like... Well, they would be able to see signs of, like, the craziness. True, that's true. And then they, like, you know, get help from there. Okay, we're going to play a game. What are we playing? This is called Moral Dilemma. So we're going to play some Moral Dilemma if Sam's camera doesn't die. Um, That's the current Moral Dilemma. Do we play Okay. do we die? Here are three. Some of these are fucked up, so I have to, like, read through them because I don't want to say, like, some of them are really messed up. I'm like, who wrote this? Okay. Okay. You snooped on your partner's computer and found emails to a former lover. They are relatively innocuous, but the person is known as an incorrigible flirt. So they're just a flirty person, okay? A, do you confront your partner... (laughs) A, do you confront your partner, which means admitting that you snooped, or B, leave it for now, but continue to read the emails? I'm answering. I'm going on a treasure hunt. (laughs) I'm going through the emails. Yeah, I would be too. I would look. So B, leave it for now, but like continue reading the emails. Maybe I would ask about it. I don't know. I feel like I would do both immediately. Like, I would be like, wait. I would go through it with them like, there. Is, is there something to worry about? And I would, like, I would look. And if, if there was, like, anything that I was not comfortable with, then I would talk about it. Right, right. I think I would make them look through the emails with me. Oh, okay. I would sit them down and make them go through them. <laughs> That's like... Nah, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll do a quick search first myself, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll already know what they're already pointing out. I'll be like... What's this up here? Let me look. <laughs> you are the programmer of a driverless car in a scenario where the car rounds a bend and a boulder falls in the road. Do you A, program the car to crash into the boulder, likely to kill the occupant, or B, program the car to swerve onto the sidewalk, likely killing a bystander. This is like one of those, like, the train ones. Do you kill 
Right. Like the one person that you know or the five random strangers. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moral um, dilemma. I would have to just like. <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> I don't like. I don't want anyone to die. Okay, we're gonna be at this angle now. <laughs> oh wow. We are now at the a point, different angle. The point five shot. Because I keep uh running out of battery life on my cameras. I thought that they were plugged in, but they weren't. Sam thought they were plugged in too. I so thought so too, but we're both clearly little, we're both I, we were a little both confused. delusional. A little bit. <laughs> we're a little high. That's why. The card games. Oh, I should Killing the bystander. <laughs> yeah, because- You said there was more of a chance for that. Because I think, well, maybe the bystander can swerve or like the car, when it swerves, it has an extra second to like look, instead of just like immediately crashing, like right. there's a higher chance for either to pass. This is a moment. <laughs> oh my gosh, I keep hitting this. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> oh, guard up. Uh, yummy. I don't know why. Never let your guard down. <laughs> don't let your dick down. Okay, wait. Wait, what? never happening. <laughs> never do that. Okay. You live in a dynamite factory. Naturally. You sleep naked. Of course. Early one morning, the fire alarm goes off. It goes off once per week. So far has always been a false alarm. Do you A, put your clothes, put on your clothes before evacuing? A vacuum, not a, not a vacuuming. Wait, okay. do you put vacuum before the emergency? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. Clean home, happy and safe. Put your clothes on before evacuating. <laughs> or do you run out of the factory butt ass fucking naked? What do you do? I'm putting my clothes on. <laughs> Obviously. There's no question about that. Like, because at the end of the day, what did we learn from Kelsey Daly's? We'll fucking run. Yeah. We but like maybe run. with your clothes on. <laughs> but with a nice ass robe on. Preferably a nice ass robe. <laughs> Dolce and Gabbana robe. <laughs> so yeah, I will consider my options before doing anything. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> I wanted to um, quickly... <coughs> Sorry. Let him out, Kelsey. Let him out. Thank you. I wanted to quickly like uh, do a quick little tarot reading on John Wayne Gacy. Mm. Do you think that'd be interesting? Um, yeah. I did like, it on Jeff. Those cards Dahmer. a little bit away from me. I know. I'm I know. I'm gonna need to really sage these cards. But yeah, no, I think that'll be interesting. All right. We're asking about John Wayne Gacy. So let's see what cards come out for him oh oh <gasps> whoa they're flying out Ooh. okay soaring flying there's not a star in heaven that we can't reach if we're trying so we're breaking free oh we're breaking free Dude, all his cards are coming out upside down. Have you noticed? Mm -hmm. There's like a lack of a lot of things in his life, like a lot of negligence, a lot of lack of... <gasps> Ooh. These are crazy. I love tarot. I wish I knew what they meant. Uh, you will, you will. Give me one minute. I'm gonna pull out one more card. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. So, reading on John Wayne Gacy. All right, so John Wayne Gacy, he, growing up, he was always, I don't know, he was always receiving less than he deserved, less attention than he, you know, needed as a kid. He didn't get a lot of attention, it seems mm -hmm. like. It seems like there was a lot of maybe karmic battles. Maybe he did something in a past life, or maybe he just had some karmic bad karma type things that he needed to learn from in this lifetime. Clearly he failed, did not learn the lesson. Um, and it looks like there was a big lack of like understanding forms of uh, connecting with people. Like there was a big lack of understanding with him being able to 
understand other people, how they felt, their energy. Like there was a big lack of that. Mm-hmm. And it probably within himself, if it was with other people, it seems like he he just didn't have this emotion. Like he was lacking this emotion with everything in his life, with family, with love, with romance. Like he didn't quite feel that. It's like he maybe he wasn't able to feel certain emotions or What's something. What's that word? It's like... It's a weird feeling um, I'm getting. It's... When it's not like... You know how like asexuality, there's just like no feeling of yeah. like really that other side? Or right. it's like a really hard to get that feeling. Mm-hmm. There's like a word that kind of describes that with like right and wrong though. Right, right. Um, Where like they just have no perception of what's like right or wrong. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. It's a really weird feeling. It's almost this numb feeling. Mm-hmm. This yeah, exactly. Feeling yeah. Feeling not normal, like what people usually would feel, you know, like there's a big lack of that. Half, like most of his cards came out upside down, which means there's a lot of, you know, twisted energy in there. And mm-hmm. a lot of, I don't know, he had financial issues growing up, you know, maybe I think he was abused. I think he, I think that says that in there that he was maybe abused. I do feel that from him for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he was taken I think he got a lot of power taken away from him by a man in his life. Um, His, like, father figure, maybe, like his dad. As if... Luna! (laughs) What what is she looking now? (laughs) I was like, what is that noise? Who is that? Okay. All right. Anyway. (laughs) Goddamn. Okay. I feel like he, he was taken away like his power over a man so he kind of wanted to take back that power in a way like Mm -hmm. it was taken away from him as a kid you know so he wanted to feel dominant he wanted to feel in power he wanted to feel the way he didn't get to feel when he was younger is what I'm I'm picking up on there was a lot of uh, family struggles there was a lot of struggles with like connection a lot of disassociation just Mm-hmm. negligence it was just it was not a good life growing up it seems like there's a lot of sneakiness in his behavior which like Naturally. yeah yeah very sneaky lying um like compulsive lie compulsively lying about things there's mm-hmm. just a lot of behaviors that came came forward and it looks like he did not move forward past any of his past feelings of you know, neglect or his past negative feelings, he was unable to move forward past it. And it, I guess that energy just built up within him. And he felt like what he was doing was actually stabilizing him and it was actually fulfilling him and adding balance into his life in some way emotionally. Like he was trying to search for something within himself. Yeah, but with other people. Right. But, like, in a really fucked up way. Yeah. Because he was... I think he just had a lot of issues from growing up. And I think that that really played into his what happened, honestly. Yeah. So, that's my reading on John Wayne Gacy. Oh, and I remember the word amoral. Oh. Which... Um, okay, okay. Amoral, because I want to say it correctly. Yeah. But it kind of goes back to that, like, right and wrong thing. It's, yeah, lacking a moral sense. Okay. It's just, like, unconcerned with the rightness or wrongness of something. Right. So it's just, like, that complete indifferent behavior, like that numb thing that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. More lacking morals and different. That's so interesting. Um, but, okay, so, Sam. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> This is so, this is, I feel like this has gone on for so long. I'm like trying to get. I know, like, I'm like, what time is it? It's is like it? fucking like 1 a.m. I'm just kidding. It's like 9. Okay. Wow. Yeah, we're going. Hold on. Like, is Trader Joe's <laughs> even open anymore? What is? Trader Joe's. Stoner thoughts. We're going to think about some things. Are you ready? Stone or thoughts. Stone or thoughts. Okay. <laughs> if you were born deaf. What language would you think in? Um, I would probably think a lot in like 
just shapes and colors. Maybe like you know, feelings. Like, kind of like I would I would see like movement of color. I feel like because I, I I imagine that a lot. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's Sometimes it's just like kind of like abstract shapes or okay. whatever. But that's it's very just, like, like spiritual too. Because I've seen Ooh. abstract shapes since I was little in dreams and stuff. And it was a different form of the communication for me. Yeah. With spirits. It was interesting. I don't know how oh. to explain it, but like I always had this reoccurring dream over and over of abstract shapes. And if one of the shapes started doing something, I knew that there was going to be something bad that happened and I needed to wake myself up. Wow. My, no, mine was just like, you know like some fancy patterns of like I like that too. Colors. That's like fun. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Kelsey got Jeep. <laughs> I, I did. I that's really, really did. That's really incredible. Though. I have a different life, guys. Um, <laughs> She's special. <laughs> I'm special. Um, there are more nipples in the world than people. Not right, because one, one person has two. Yeah. Wow, but that's like, like double the power. Oh but my some gosh. people don't have nipples. That's true. And some people will have more. <gasps> that's true. So like, like I, see, I saw someone with four nipples. Oh, wow. Yeah, wouldn't they were just like out? two smaller ones under. Like, Doesn't Harry Styles have a third nipple? Uh, I don't know where I heard that, but like for some reason I knew that. It's probably a tattoo covering it. Oh. Third nipple. I'm starting a rumor here. Um, Is the S or the C in silent... Wait, <laughs> hold on. Is the it's S or night. the C silent in scent? Like scent. smell, like scent. Oh shoot, scent. Scent. I think it's the S because, you know, if you just do C E N T, that's also scent. Yeah, but then if you do S E N T, it's also scent. Scent. Maybe I'm just saying it wrong, but it just feels like it feels a little bit harder <laughs> on the C. Scent. I guess it doesn't really matter then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Can- You're perfect either way. <laughs> um, can dogs or cats get a song stuck in their head? I don't think so. I don't think their mind really like works the way it's ours, ours do. Yeah, I don't know that their like memory. Yeah, like, I don't accounts think, for that. I don't like, feel like just they're more simple creatures. Not right. trying to put them down at all. They're yeah, very yeah, yeah. Important, like they are but, more simple. Know. What does water simple. taste like? Water tastes like. Water. Earth's. Like Earth. Earth's. Earth's juices. <laughs> Earth's. You know. There's like. Moist. Like, crevices. Like vitamins and minerals and water and stuff. So it's like. <laughs> yeah. It's just blessing your mouth <laughs> with all your essential all nutrients. That's all you need in a day. Water. That's all we need. Two possibilities exist. Either we are alone in the universe or we are not. Both are equally as terrifying. Wait, okay. I was not that terrified until now. (laughs) Like, if we're alone in this entire universe, that's kind of scary. But if we're not alone, it's also, like, kind of scary. But, I mean, I don't think we're alone. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's aliens. Aliens are real. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... I don't think that we're alone, but like even though like we are alone, if you think about it, oh my gosh, so conceptual. I wow, know. That's crazy. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I just find comfort in like knowing there's more people out there. Yeah, honestly, but then it's like scary because then there's aliens and abductions and experiments and. Right. But then there's other higher beings I think that help our planet. I think there's aliens that come and like help our planet in a lot of ways. But what if there's people that are like look just like us? Yeah, yeah. I think so too. I think that's a thing. Just with like, you know, you like different yeah. foreheads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I wanted to go into if the moon landing was a hoax. What do you think? Oh my gosh. If I ever like take the time to think about this one deep, then I think that it's a hoax. But like I truly believe the moon was touched that day. Yeah. I I know the moon has been touched now, but yeah. like it is possible that it wasn't a thing. But I'm just like it's so wild because it's like people were there watching. But were they? But were Where were they watching? From? I don't know. Their TVs? I don't know history. 
and we will get into that in the next episode of intoxicated (laughs) thank you guys so much for watching and or listening and thank you sam for coming on and being so patient with me this podcast was just the energy is crazy oh it's a full moon tonight okay no wonder the energy's been wacky yeah everything i i was forgetting it was just wacky wacky poo-poos but thank you sam tell tell everyone where they can follow you um you can follow me at my ig sam.uelporras samuel porras that's my name Porras. Um, and that's it. Did I say it right? With you guys. Porras. 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 Samuel. Porras. He's all fine. <laughs> I haven't done the outro. Oh, sure. I'm like, <laughs> later. See you later. You just like leave. Like, I don't know how to end this podcast. You just disappear. <laughs> Thank yeah, you guys. Just... Yeah, you just like literally disappear. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. If you guys want to follow me on social media, my social media is... K-E-L-S-I-I-D-A-V-I-E-S-S. If you guys want to watch this on YouTube, my YouTube channel is K-E-L-S-I-D-A-V-I-E-S. We also have intoxicated merch. Go get your intoxicated merch if you are an awesome stoner. I'm going to make some merch with, like, weed on it. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna do it. I designed my merch, guys. So I'm going to make one. I'm going to do it. Put in your suggestions. Yes. Yes. Depending on what it is, I'll do it. Naturally. But... Yeah, yeah, but I will catch you guys in the next episode. Stay woke, everyone. Bye. Ow!